Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Tim, and you can find me on the podcast, The Suicide Squadcast, and you can also find me on Twitter at Alan Fire. All right. Thank you for joining us this week. Yeah, no problem. Sorry I couldn't make it a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's all schedules good. are pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. Our schedules are just uh, as difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the life of a podcaster, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, today, oh man, a steel minute. We were talking about number minute 101, and the minute starts with uh, the nice tender moment between Clark and his mom hugging uh, in front of her destroyed home. This is how the last week's <laughs> ended. Uh, and then the minute ends with Jack's Ur describing what happened with the Codex. Um, this is how last week's uh, minutes ended. Uh, and I love that it ended on this really nice shot uh, from one week and then starting up this week. Because like, it's just a nice shot of, you know, this. if you think about it without knowing these characters, um, this, you know, Superman is comforting this woman in a destroyed home. And just seeing that shot is is just kind of it's hope it's hopeful in my opinion. It's just a little like oh that's so nice like, and you know this whole battle that we just spent covering for ten minutes or something, uh, it all happened because his mom got threatened. So it's nice to kind of see this. Yeah, and it's and it's really such a touching moment as well, like you said, because this is where you know he just got done doing his really big battle and stuff is really starting to happen. I mean, let's basically say that the world is is threatened at this point. Mm-hmm. But he has to stop and, you know, he has to he has to make time for his mom. I mean, like so who wouldn't do that? Yeah. I mean, certainly not Superman. <laughs> it's true, but at the same time, you know, could be a downfall. Yes. Oh, it could be a downside. Could be. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into that later. <laughs> in this film or in like the next film? Um, hey man. Hey. <laughs> We'll get there. Wait a minute, no spoilers, man. <laughs> yeah, save it. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's it's nice to see him kind of come back to her place because you know it all started because his mom was being threatened uh, and her house was destroyed and everything she used to own is is trashed and whatnot. Um, but she's she's looking or thinking positively. You know, it's just stuff. It can all be replaced, but of course not her. You know, yeah. in the event that she was lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I, I, that caught my attention in this minute um, with her kind of being like, um, you know, it can all be replaced. And then, you know, kal says General Zod has a way or what is he says the Codex is, is a means of bringing, bringing back, the people back. Yeah. yeah, bringing the people of Krypton yeah. back. And she says, well, isn't that a good thing and all that? Uh, is she yeah. playing passive here? She Is she kind of just... Yeah, she's doing that classic mom thing where it's like, well, hey, man, isn't that like what you wanted? Like... You but know, she it's knows like, that that's not a good thing. Yeah, it's like saying it anyways. Yeah, a kid gets a skateboard for Christmas and he goes outside and he, uh, you know, breaks his kneecap and he's like, "Oh, it sucks. I never wanted to do this." Mom be like, "Hey, man, isn't this what you wanted? Like, this is what it comes with it." <laughs> no. That was a good analogy, man. Yeah. That just came off the top of my head. Oh, but I mean, she's being completely supportive. I mean, she's yeah. just a, a fantastic mother. You know, has been from the start, uh, taking him in. You know, with <laughs> with all the unknowns with him and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just such a, it's such a touching scene. It really is. Uh, just, there's a lot of real tenderness there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, it's like, I think her questions, something like that, like, isn't that a good thing? It's also not just supporting, but it's also like, 
kind of trying to play a therapist for him as well at the same time. So, mm-hmm. you know, very mother-like, like, don't think about me. Like, think about your situation. I'll be fine. You know? Yeah. She's, she's trying to uh, being, ricochet the, the pain from her side, you know. <clears throat> um, just being a good mom, man. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it's such a good moment. And then, obviously, this is, like, in my opinion, a little exposition is Lois Lane running in with the oh man. i know the i know how to defeat them and it's like yeah oh, we got to get back in that all right so my question is as follows um kal-el is standing on the front porch of kent farms house there's a big old alien ships two of them to be precise just like showed up and they're just like there now is it just supposed to be understood i know it's happened in other books i know it happened in action comics more recently um this this cop that shows up with Lois, he's obviously a Smallville cop. Is it just like understood that like, oh yeah, man, weird stuff happens over at the Kent farm. Oh yeah, like that uh, that Clark Kent guy, like he does some crazy things. Oh, now he's just got some like red and blue suit. All right, cool. Is it just like understood oh, wow. that just like things happen? Like this, she runs up to him yelling Clark. Clark. They're at the Kent house. He's in his suit and this cop is standing out of his car like, Hey, Clark, <laughs> like, what's up, man? We went to junior high together. Like, kind of is it just like, I mean, like, I know it's a thing for, like, the people of Smallville to just, like, shy a shoulder or whatever that phrase is to, like, mm-hmm. weird things that happen regarding, uh, you know, the Kent family. Is this just one of those things? It has to be, right? Yeah. So, so this is one of the things. You can look at it one of two ways. The, the first way you can look at it is that Snyder and Goyer, uh, when they kind of wrote the scene, they just didn't really think of the details and said, well, I'm, you know, I, at this point I want uh, the scene with Kal-El and his mother to be interrupted uh, to really continue on the story and, and move on to how they're going to defeat Zod. So you could say they just kind of looked at that and didn't really think through all the little plot holes in this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one way of looking at it. Another way you can look at it, and I kind of feel like maybe this is the way they're approaching it, in the DC Cinematic uh, Universe, uh, the DC Extended Universe, I should say, is that the people of Smallville kind of had to know that this is where Superman is from and they yeah. keep it a little bit of a secret. And so I, I think in the end, that's what it really has to be. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, it's just like, all right, it's just accepted that. It's like, what, the three old guys sitting on like the porch of the general store that just like think weird things happen. <laughs> like, oh, that's just that Kent boy going yeah. off. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Because otherwise, that's this is the first time I've noticed that. And yeah, you know, without thinking about it, that that does seem like a plot hole. That that I don't I, see. Like I don't jot it up to it being and a pothole. Like, if pot, this was pothole, pothole, not pothole, pothole, pothole. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> keep I don't mark it, it keep up. Keep practicing to... <laughs> over there. Um, but like, if this was 2017, he'd have a body cam, and then it'd be all over the internet. Right. Jesus. Right. Yeah. Well, and this is this is one little gripe I kind of have with Lois here because you know you had all this build up to you know him beginning to form his relationship with Lois and trying to explain to her about why he doesn't want to come forward because you know he was basically scared of you know at least his father was scared of what the world would think of him Mm -hmm. and and so so and she walked away from that some of those earlier conversations just basically agreeing that hey you know he needs to keep this secret. And then what does she do? She comes up with a cop and comes running right up to his house. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's true. So yeah, so she she kind of blew it there. It's just like it, the cop showed up when she like you know when he flew away after this after this escape pod crashed yeah. and um 
that cop probably rolls up and she's like, oh, I got to get something. Did that cop just be like, uh, rough day, man. Like, hey, that's what you get for knowing the Kents. All right, come on. I'll, t- I'll take you to that house. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Like, is that what that had to have happened? Unless she like just got in the car. He was like, hey, I need to. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Metropolis. All right, lady. I'm not taking you all the way back there. Well, do, not you, to mention, do you know anybody in Smallville that you can stay with? Uh, I guess mention, the Kents. Uh, he found her with a crash space escape pod yeah yeah so like i have to i have to justify it by saying like it's just that everybody in smallville just know knows that weird things happen and that superman exists and they're just like yeah but all right whatever <laughs> hey yeah i mean, I mean like look- if it was if, if it's a thing that he like constantly saves people in his hometown like every day i'm pretty sure people would just get used to the idea and just be like yeah all right whatever cool yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, let's be clear. Hmm. I mean, we're completely nitpicking over a real powerful scene here. You know that this moment uh, between you know him and his mother and all that. So welcome to the uh, podcast, but, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we gotta we gotta talk about this scene. I mean, we have a minute and we have to dissect it, and that's what we're doing here. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but it is it is kind of funny because I mean they just had this gigantic battle, basically destroying Smallville. Yep. And. And yet, you know, this, uh, you know, one of the Smallville cops, I assume, or maybe a county cop, whatever it might be, you know, has time to run over there and uh, drop her off, (laughs) considering everything else that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It should have just been like one of those U.S. Air Force vans that showed up at her place earlier. It should have just been another one of those. And it would have made, it would kind of been more passable because like, okay, they know Superman. But I think this doesn't take away from the, uh, uh, Clark and Martha moment. Oh no, it should. It just seems like by it, any means. It just it's in the same scene. It just seems like a different moment. So I feel like that kind of plot hole doesn't tarnish their scene because it's now just a lowest. I'm not. Clark I scene. wasn't trying to take it away no, from no, this. No, like I, I really one of the best things about this minute in my opinion is just Kal El standing on the front porch like in this full suit and like he hears the cop siren and he just like looks away like it's just like. Like, oh, yeah, whatever, I can't think about that right now. And then he hears Lois, and once, like, she calls his name out, like, he turns and looks, like, his he his face, like, has, like, such a face of, of concern, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. is she okay? Why is she here? What's going on? Not, like, freaking out, like, oh, there's a cop here, someone's gonna see who I am. Like, no, it's not anything like that. He's just straight up on the front porch, like, hey, uh, you know, the truck just flew through the roof. Uh, I gotta take some time to fix this. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just good. Like it's 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 simple. Anything when Henry is in that suit and he's not throwing punches and he's just like standing there being majestic as all hell. I'm I, I'm just throwing my money at the screen. Like it's that's what that's what I want to <laughs> see. Seeing him in that suit. <laughs> yeah, honestly, just anytime. Like he could be. I can have you know bad. Uh, what is it? Pictures of them being off screen and him just sitting down on a chair drinking a coffee in that suit and i'll be like yeah man blow that up hanging in my uh living room and that's great yeah absolutely (laughs) um moving away from this scene yeah because there's another moment that happens in this minute but it involves the antagonist and it involves a sort of row and (laughs) uh to put it simply they were defeated Mm -hmm. they were beaten uh and they come back uh, kind of with their tail between their legs, all kind of. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> he exposed a temporal, uh, temporary. temporary. He exposed weakness. some tempura shrimp, <laughs> and it got me real hungry. He exposed a temporary weakness, mm-hmm. right? That's what he says. Right, those are That's the words. What he says. Yep. And Jacks are, you know, kind of feeling like 
an A student right now. Yeah, he's, he's like, well, <laughs> well, I yeah. found the location of the codex. To put it simply, yeah. it's like, what did you do? You just got your ass beat. He like, says, it is yeah. a little consequence. <laughs> yeah. For I have found the codex, and it's like, okay, Jaxer, you're not Jor-El. You're never gonna be Jor-El. Why don't you go take a seat? You know, I wish you somebody came out, came back with that. Oh man. Why don't you quit looking like Nosferatu, and then we'll talk. <laughs> so, so I mean, Jaxer, Jaxer is definitely that smarmy-looking uh, and acting uh, scientist, you know, standing yeah. up to the military leader. It's like, well, yeah, like you said, you know, as, as he was getting his butt kicked, I, I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be kind of interesting to see how Jaxer is in combat, but, you know, maybe he's not that kind of guy. Maybe he's like um, a well, chemi- he, chemical warfare kind of guy. He's a vampire, so. Yeah, <laughs> vampire Jor-El. It's <laughs> true. Um yeah, he says he found he found the uh, location of the codex, and in the background you see, uh, just in case you forgot what the codex looks like, there's a little computer in the background with a little codex shaped skull. Yeah, we um, just get like a stupid little recap of yeah. what happened an it shows, hour ago. Yeah. yeah, it shows the scenes again. It shows the codex dematerializing, going into Baby Kal-El, um, and he's saying that billions of Kryptonian uh, beings like possibilities they're in kal-el cells mm-hmm. well that's it man i was like did i skip i don't know i, I think that's it i don't think you skipped anything but you're right, cool you're, you're cutting it close into 102 i'm close to one of them yeah wait what? Mm-hmm. so he'll he'll reiterate it tomorrow's minute but yeah he he explains that the codex is actually inside uh kal-el um but i i did like the temporary anomaly that general zod said about you know being defeated um is that his go-to line whenever he's defeated <laughs> i don't know it's, if he's ever been defeated setback. yeah yeah is he that kind of guy where every time he lo- he loses or gets defeated it's like it's a temporary weakness you know maybe that's a sign of a good leader man oh wait he says uh, he exposed a temporal temporary, temporary weakness temporary i thought it was anomaly temporary weakness Anomaly? Is it, is no, he a he it was. It was. He exposed a temporary weakness, talking about okay. uh, uh, him being exposed to the atmosphere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, I like that he was quick enough to think like it was at least temporary. That's like, what hey, I was thinking. Like, like hey, maybe I can get a handle on this. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe he says that a lot whenever he's defeated. <laughs> like going to the uh, the Phantom Zone in the beginning of the film, they're getting like frozen. He's like, I will yeah, find I him will because find this you. is a temporary, you know, weakness, a temporary setback. Well, maybe. <laughs> um, but that's all I had yeah, for this minute. Yeah, did you have anything? You didn't, you, you're didn't. you good? Uh, Tim, you got anything else? Uh, the only other thing, I, I don't know if you guys have talked about this before, but when we talk about the DNA of a billion different people encoded into this codex, yeah. uh, did, did did you guys kind of touch on, you know, why is it a billion and not, you know, a greater number? I mean, what, so what's the significance of the number of people that have been encoded? Um, we have, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> um, you said you've touched on it. I mean, I don't, honestly, no, we it's, have, it's, I, oh. I have not. I'm, I was just curious to see if you guys had kind of ruminated through this. No. Um, I know that like in previous, uh, continuity, not even continuity in previous stories or whatever, and even more recent one, I think there was a new, newer story through that rebirth thing where eradicator came back and yada yada but i i feel like it was always just like billion might just be like a really big number for people to to just like like oh yeah okay that's a lot of people (laughs) and then i mean yeah yeah, there's always just like the whole notion of you know cal being last on a krypton and you know he has all like the people's souls 
in him. So I don't I don't know. I think billion is just like a quick <laughs> big number for people to just think like, oh yeah, all right, that's a lot of people. Yeah, a billion no, or from billions. That. Yeah. Whatever, same thing. No, it was, it was a good it was billion, question. Billions, billions, it was a billion. and a, a billion. billion. Same thing. Well, you know, a... the population got dwindled to just Candor. <laughs> you think True. there was a billion people just in Candor? I think they said that. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think it was a hundred thousand well, no. people. Maybe it we're just not small. doing. Yeah, maybe we're just not doing our jobs good enough. Well enough. Well, and, and maybe we'll for... find out. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe we'll find out more about this on in the Krypton TV show. Oh yeah, so I'm about that, I'm so. 100 into that show. I yeah, I can't wait. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Most anticipated. I, I definitely. Well, I'm good for uh, this minute, guys. Okay. Sweet yeah, deal. Me too. Um, but oh yeah. Alrighty, guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for this minute. If you enjoyed everything you heard, don't forget to check out Tim's podcast, Suicide Squadcast, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.